Hello, and thank you for joining us today in Episode 2 of Charles George Mission's new podcast series, Empowered. Today's Episode 2 is entitled, The Power Within. This podcast series is about being empowered by the Holy Spirit, or the Holy Ghost, to continue the work Jesus started in the earth. Last week, we looked at Acts chapter 1, verse 8, when Jesus told his disciples just before he ascended into heaven, they would receive the power of the Holy Ghost. This week, we are going to consider what real power is and how our prayers are answered when we apply that power. But first, we have an email from Rona, who, after listening to last week's podcast, emailed us about a special experience she had with the Holy Spirit. My name is Stephanie Wright. Let's listen to Rona's podcast share before we start our presentation. Rona wrote the following email to us last week. Beautiful message I could definitely relate to. Much like your experience, there was a time when my heart was so heavy with pain and so broken, I did not want to be here. However, the Holy Spirit came right on time and lifted that heaviness from my heart. He is definitely a healer and a comforter, and once you have experienced His presence, you can honestly be a believer. I thank God He is the third person of the Godhead, and His ministry is present working in the people of God now. Thank you for a word in season. Thank you, Rona. I really appreciate your email, and we are grateful for the move the Spirit had in your life. If you, like Rona, would like to share your Holy Spirit experience, email us at cgmpresents at gmail.com. That's c-g-m-p-r-e-s-e-n-t-s at gmail.com. Let's get started with our presentation. Power. When you hear that word, any number of things go through your mind. But what is real power? What is true power? If you really think about it, The only real, true power is power that is everlasting and unlimited. And the only one who meets that definition is God. His power is the only power that is without end, everlasting, unlimited, boundless, and has no measure. He is omnipotent, that is to say, all-powerful. He is also omnipresent and omniscient, everywhere and all-knowing. He has been all-powerful from the beginning of time and will remain so until the end of time. He has no beginning and he has no end. 
He is Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. Revelation chapter 1 verse 8, chapter 1 verse 11, and chapter 22 verse 13. So if you want real power, you have to know the one who is real power, all-powerful, and has unlimited power. That is God. And as we emphasized in the first podcast of this series, Empowered, the Father and the Son sent the Holy Spirit back from heaven after Jesus' ascension to heaven to empower us, Acts chapter 1 verse 8 and chapter 2 verse 4. What kind of power did the Holy Spirit endow us with? We will talk about that in a moment. But first, I want to address what the opposite of true power is, the power that the world wants us to see. If we accept the definition of real power as aforementioned, then we know what real power is not. Power that is temporary, not everlasting, that is ephemeral or lasting for a very short time, that is not real power. Power that has limits is not real power. Mankind has for centuries wanted to be all-powerful. History is full of people who have given themselves the title of God, called self-deification. For example, pharaohs and Roman emperors were called gods or given a title of divinity. Fame, fortune, beauty, all the things that a human being considers powerful or influential will one day pass away. Beauty fades. Fame and fortune can be wiped out in a moment, and certainly they are of no use when we depart this life. No, none of those things is the definition of real, true power. We are repeatedly warned by God through His Holy Word not to put our trust in things of this world. That includes the aforementioned fame, fortune, beauty, and anything that we would elevate above God. I mean anything. Stop and think about it. Society equates power with being famous or wealthy or beautiful or in powerful positions. But people to whom these labels have been given eventually lose all those things. They may or may not have a legacy of good to the world, but what about their souls? It doesn't matter how much the world has elevated a person to a status of empowerment based on their temporal achievements or attributes, there is still a God who is all-powerful to whom we must all answer one day. It reminds me of several scriptures. In Luke chapter 12, verses 15 through 21, we have the parable of the rich fool who had so much wealth, he pondered what he would do with it all. So, he plans on building more barns to store his wealth. But in verses 20 to 21, God said, 
Thou fool, this night your soul shall be required of you. Then whose shall these things be, which you have provided? Then Jesus ends the parable in verse 21 by telling his followers that we are just like the rich man if we lay up treasures for ourselves in this earth and are not rich toward God. Luke chapter 12, 20 to 21. So much for fortune. Then we all know the story of the rich man who died, went to Hades, and was in torment. He looked across a great gulf and saw the beggar in Abraham's bosom, a place of comfort, and asked God to let the beggar come and dip the tip of his finger in water to cool his tongue, for I am tormented in this flame. God reminded him he had lived a good life, while the beggar suffered evil things, and furthermore, there was no way for the beggar to cross the great divide between them. Luke chapter 16, verses 19 through 31. Finally, Proverbs chapter 30, verse 31, tells us favor or fame is fleeting or passing away quickly, and beauty is vain. But a woman and I would add a man also, that fears the Lord shall be praised. So, bottom line here is this. If you want real power, true power, it can only come through God and through His Holy Spirit. Now, let's talk about just one area of empowerment from the Holy Spirit. Prayer. One of the primary roles, if not the primary role, of the Spirit is to help us to pray. The Spirit empowers us to pray for ourselves, our household, our neighbor, our city, country, even the world. Our prayers can have impact anywhere in the world. Now, that is real power. When was the last time you prayed and asked the Holy Spirit to help you in a situation? I have been surprised at how asking the Spirit for answers to a number of things in the past few weeks has resulted in quick answers. Exercise your rights in prayer by calling on the Holy Spirit and acknowledge that He is intimately associated with you. After all, we are the temple of the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost resides in us, with us, and operates through us. Put the Holy Ghost Spirit to work. He was sent here from heaven to work, so put Him to work. Put Him to work praying for the little things, the big things, in your home or wherever you are. How many times do we pray about something only as an afterthought? Let's not make the Holy Spirit an afterthought, but let Him be the first thought that comes to mind when we are in need. Just ask the Holy Spirit to help you and see what happens. Let's look at a few scriptures to see why we need to pray in the Spirit. In episode one, which you should listen to if you have not already done so, we pointed to Romans chapter 8, verses 26 to 27, 
in support of the Spirit helping us in prayer. These verses tell us that we do not know what we should pray for as we ought to. That makes sense because only God knows everything, because He is omniscient. He knows everything that would affect our lives or the lives of our loved ones or anyone we might need to assist in the course of a day. But it goes on to say, the Spirit intercedes for us in ways that we cannot understand. Verse 27 says, God knows us, our hearts, and He knows the mind of the Spirit. And Jesus makes intercession for us according to the will of God. So, God always hears the Son interceding for us, and He always hears the Spirit interceding in us. That is from a commentary by Adam Clark, in which he also says, The Spirit intercedes for us by directing and qualifying our requests in a proper manner by His agency and influence upon our hearts. The Holy Spirit is our advocate, like an attorney or lawyer. So, let's think of it like this. You go to an attorney and explain what you need done. Your attorney is not going to go to the court and use your exact words. She is going to qualify or break down what you said into legal terminology so the judge clearly understands what you are asking for. Most likely, what you say would not be in the language a judge would comprehend, but your lawyer will precisely and effectively word your request so it is understood perfectly by the judge. That is what the Spirit does for us. We say, Holy Spirit, this is what I need. The Holy Spirit in you intercedes for you to heaven, and Jesus, our mediator, between you and God, who is seated at the right hand of God, and has heard the perfectly worded request from the Holy Spirit, finalizes the request to God, and God gives the answer. 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 5 Mark chapter 16, verse 19. Now, this may be the step that is missing in some of our prayers, and this is why prayers may not be answered or are not answered as quickly as they could be answered. I am not saying this is the only reason prayers may not be answered. We have to consider whether or not our life as a whole is pleasing to God, and whether or not there are other things that may be hindering our prayers being answered. And by the way, we should not treat the Holy Spirit like a genie in a bottle that we summon to do our bidding. He is the third person of the Godhead and is holy and should always be treated with respect. But, if you know you are living a life that is pleasing to God and not getting answers to your prayers, maybe you should try having a little talk with the Holy Spirit first 
and let him work for you, as we said earlier. A life that pleases God and acknowledging the power of the Holy Spirit is one of the keys to answered prayer. Power. We hope you have been inspired to pursue real power found in God and imparted to us through the Holy Spirit. Most of all, we hope you will exercise that power in prayer by calling on the Holy Spirit when you pray. He is ready to work in you and for you as your intercessor, your advocate, your helper. This is Stephanie Wright. Thank you for joining us today, and may God's peace, love, and protection be with you until next time. Charles George Missions Incorporated is a 501c3 nonprofit. All donations are tax deductible. You may contact us at cgmpresents at gmail.com. That's cgmpresents at gmail.com.